Today, from the International Gospel Hour, let's talk about the home. And not for the home to be a happy place, but a holy place. So today, let's build our homes for God, and we will begin our building today, right here on this broadcast, from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand, and the Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. Thank you very much, Jay Webb, and greetings to all of you. It is always an honor to come in your presence, whether you are at home, in your car, or wherever you may be listening to our broadcast today from the International Gospel Hour. This is our, shall we say, our lengthier broadcast within a 30-minute time frame, so we like to spend a little bit more time in depth with Scripture and also to share with you some tools that may be of help. You'll hear our J-Webb again in our broadcast. He's going to come back a little later and tell you about the International Gospel Hour app for your iPhone or your Android. Also, we will have an exceptional online Bible course that we know that you'll enjoy from our friends at World Bible School. And we'll tell you a little bit about our social media pages. So there's a lot in store today here from the International Gospel Hour. We always ask the question, are you listening? And we're thankful for so many of you that listen and so many of you that respond to us requesting material, looking at our website at internationalgospelhour.com. We appreciate and we are thankful for your interest in the things that be of God. Let's ask the question, if you will, Is your home full of holiness, or is it full of happiness? There are homes that some would say, well, we have a happy home, but they're not necessarily holy. Ask a question about your relationship with your spouse and your home. Ask this one question, is it holy? Not, are we happy? But ask first if your relationship is holy, And, dear friends, true happiness is not far behind. Let's talk about the definition of holy. When we see that word in the Old Testament, it is a word that means what belongs to the sphere of the sacred, or to be clean, pure, or consecrated. The book of Leviticus has long been known as a book of holiness, of guidelines, of what they were to do to remain holy unto God. You also have another word for holy, hagios, meaning holy, sanctified, or saint. We find that word often in the New Testament. An individual that is sanctified or set apart for God's will. Not simply just set apart, but set apart for God's will and to be used in God's way. Also, the word saint is of interest. The Apostle Paul, as he began his letter to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1, speaks to the saints there in Christ Jesus. Dear friends, sainthood is not bestowed upon someone who has died. A saint, when you look in the Bible, is a Christian. Did you know that? That's right. 
If an individual that is a New Testament Christian, saved by the blood of Christ in obedience to His will, if they are asked, who do you think you are, a saint? Well, they could answer in the affirmative, uh, well, yes, through Christ I am, because it's a word of holiness. Also, when you consider the word holy, an Anglo-Saxon word meaning well or whole, that's another interesting part of the definition of holy, that we are well or we are whole, but only in Christ, only in God through Christ, that will separate us from the world. Speaking of separation, the adjective of the word holy in that form is to be separated from sin or to be pure. So, dear friends, when we consider all the definitions, we see constantly clean or pure, well, consecrated, set apart for God's purpose. And, dear friends, holiness can be attained because God says it can be attained. And holiness is a style of life and the way of life one should pursue. Consider the following text from the Word of God. In Leviticus 20, verses 7 and 8, Consecrate yourselves therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God, and you shall keep my statutes and perform them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Similar to that of the words of the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 1, verses 15 and 16, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. You see, the Apostle Peter is guided by the same Spirit that inspired the writing of the book of Leviticus, the same Spirit inspired the writing of First Peter. God is consistent with His demand of holiness for us. And, dear friends, God can demand us to live holy because He made it possible for us to live holy and to live better lives. We go once again to the words of Peter, but this time let's go to the second letter, Second Peter 1, 3, and 4. Speaking of God as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Now let's build on that knowledge. By which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. Okay, dear friends, I need to have knowledge of those great and precious promises. Why? Let Peter conclude that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You see, escaped the corruption, consecrated, called out, sanctified, set apart for His purpose, and His divine power has made it possible for us to be divine partakers. Let's consider also Romans 1 and verse 2, 2 Peter 3, verse 2. Identify the Scriptures, the Holy Bible, the Word of God as holy, and they are able to make us holy people. When Paul is writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 15, he reminds Timothy that from a child he has known the holy scriptures, which were able to make him wise unto salvation. You see, the scriptures are sufficient to make us holy people, separate from the world and all. 
And to continue in 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The same divine power that has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness within that divine power has given us His Word, the Holy Scripture. From the end of Genesis to the Amen of Revelation, not one contradiction, and to God be the glory. It is a word that will will allow Paul to continue. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, mature, perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. Dear friends, the Holy Bible is able to make us different people. If we will go by its guide and its teaching, it will teach us what is holiness, what is to be set apart, our lives, therefore. So we present the question again for our study with all this said, is your home a holy home or a happy home. Now, dear friends, I'm sure we would all desire a holy home for true happiness and the blessings therein. So today, let's see the approach and some application for our homes to be holy. But first, you know, dear friends, I'll tell you something you'll find in every home. I know at least half of the world's population will have an iPhone or an Android, You have a number of others, millions, that have iPads. There's a lot of technology in our home. Now, let me ask you this. If we were to use the technology in our home to God's glory, would that not help us? Without a doubt. So, we're going to allow the International Gospel Hour to contribute to Holy Homes. You can do that by downloading the International Gospel Hour app. And here's R.J. Webb with the details. The International Gospel Hour app is available for your iPhone or Android. Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android. Search International Gospel Hour and download our app absolutely free. You can have access to our website, social media, podcasts, our YouTube channel, and other resources, all by the touch of your finger in the palm of your hand. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. Dear friends, let's begin by noting that corrected lives make holy homes. So we will ask at this point, dear friend, how is your home in obedience to the gospel? You know, when we look in the Bible and we speak of the Word of God, and we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from the Word of God. Faith, in, we are instructed to believe in Christ as He commanded in John eight twenty four, And that without faith it is impossible to please God. For without God or without faith we cannot please Him, Hebrews eleven six. He that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So from my faith, I am going to diligently, 100% seek God. When I seek God, then I seek in His Word, and I seek the Christ of whom I am to believe, who teaches me the importance and the commandment of repentance in Luke 13, 3 and 5. 
Why, after all, before Jesus ascended, he reminded us in Luke 24, the context of verses 44 through 49, that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in his name, his authority. Then we also note that on the day of Pentecost, when they were pricked in their heart in Acts 2.37, they asked the question, Men and brethren, what shall we do? We've got to change this. Well, the best word for change? Repent. Some translations place there, change your hearts. It is a decision that responds in a different direction. Then we confess Christ as he commanded in Matthew 10, 32 and 33. And as the heart man believes unto righteousness, well, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, verse 10. Have you been baptized into Christ? Have you been baptized into Christ for your sins to be remitted? Acts 2.38 Have you been baptized into Christ to have your sins washed away? Acts 22, verse 16 Jesus, in Mark's account of the Great Commission, said in Mark 16.16, 16, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Did you know when we're baptized into Christ that we crucify that old man of sin? It is amazing how some will believe they are saved before they're baptized when baptism, according to Romans 6, 3 through 6, baptism buries the old man of sin that still remains in our lives. You can't be saved carrying around the old man of sin. You've got to put him to death. When we think about these things, dear friends, and are you added to the church we read of in the New Testament, the pre-denominational body of Christ, you would not be added to a denomination, nor would you join a denomination, but you would be added to the Lord's church. That's what they did on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2 and verse 47. Then we begin a faithful walk, a holy walk, a set-apart walk for God. You see, corrected lives make holy homes. That's why Paul told them in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, Such were some of you, but you are washed. Did you see that? But you are sanctified. There's that word again. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You know, a child that is corrected or chastened out of love to be better, it's never done to be mean to the child. And our Heavenly Father looks at us the same way when He refers, or the Hebrew writer refers to those, our earthly fathers, that chastened us after their own pleasure, but God for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness, Hebrews 12.10. You see, God corrects us. Dear friends, I have found many times that I learn greater lessons from correction than I do encouragement. And there is a matter of discipline or correction in our lives as we press onward. As Christians, in Romans 12:1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, did you catch that? Brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. From 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You see, it's perfecting, it's maturing, it's growing. From 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3 and 4, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, 
that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. And later in 1 Thessalonians 4, 7, God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Now imagine if every member of every home had a corrected life in obedience to the gospel. Then imagine if your life was corrected, obedient to the gospel, how much better your home life would be because the same gospel that saves you is the same gospel that keeps you saved if we keep that in memory. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Imagine if your life was walking faithful to the Lord, how much better your home life would be. Now think about that, friends. We have to begin with ourselves first, and then allow ourselves to make the difference in our homes. Not only does a corrected life make a holy home, let's build on this. A committed life will make a holy home. If I am corrected... Well, see, I've changed my direction, and now I am committed. I have a better direction in which to go, so I'm going to change a few things. In Colossians 3 and verse 12, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Put these on. That's a change in an individual. In Ephesians 4, verses 23 and 24, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, he's writing here to the Christian who has already put on the new man when one is baptized into Christ based upon one's faith, repentance, and confession. We saw that moments ago in Romans 6, verses 3 through 6. But now Paul says to be renewed, put on the new man. You are committed so you continue to grow. Let's think on this for a moment and think about a term. Let's go back to the Old Testament, to Leviticus 23, the term holy convocation. That's an interesting phrase, a holy convocation or an assembly with a purpose. Throughout the Old Testament, we find this term concerning keeping the Sabbath. Leviticus 23, verses 2 and 3. The Passover in Exodus 12, 16. The Feast of Pentecost in Leviticus 23, 15 through 21. The Feast of Trumpets in Leviticus 23, 24 and Numbers 29, verse 1. The Feast of Weeks in Numbers 28, 26. The Feast of Tabernacles, Leviticus 23, 35 and 36. And the Day of Atonement, Leviticus 23:27 and Numbers 29:7. Now, dear friends, I realized I mentioned several feasts and all there, but the point is the Holy Convocation, or these were assemblies with a purpose. When people came, those assemblies were to change their lives, to help them walk holy according to God. Now, in the New Testament... There is the command to worship. These feasts and all that were up before, we no longer observe. We note that from a careful study of Hebrews 7, 8, and 9, as well as in the book of Colossians chapter 2, that we note how those things were nailed to the cross, Colossians 2, 14. But we have a command to worship our Lord in spirit and in truth, John 4, 24. And then when we note a study of 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 14, how the church assembled together for worship. 
And we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the Hebrew writer exhorted and commanded in Hebrews 10.25. So, dear friends, not only is it commanded, but it is also commended in that attending worship and Bible school will help one to proceed and to exceed in God's way because of the commitment to the Lord. When one is corrected, their lives added to the church, then they have a commitment to the church, and they're not going to go into another direction. They will be walking with those that pursue the same direction, which strengthens one. In 2 Timothy 2.22, Paul told Timothy, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, watch now, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Now, dear friends, might we help you in this situation? We would graciously, graciously rather, pardon me, to encourage you to seek out the Church of Christ in your community or in your area. We will help you with such a search if you will contact us through internationalgospelhour.com. Let us know where you live. We will do our best to help you find a Church of Christ in your area. And dear friends, we would encourage you to visit your local Church of Christ and that we are blessed here at International Gospel Hour that we're able to be on the air through the support of so many Churches of Christ that believe in our work and what we are about. You see, dear friends, when we correct our lives and we're added to the Lord's church, then we need to keep our lives committed. Now imagine if families walked in the door together to worship together, to grow together. You know, dear friends, growing in our commitment takes study and seeking out the Word of God. So might we help you in this direction also? As we talk about some things, you may be wondering, I I need to learn a little more on this. Here's our J-Web to tell you about our friends at the World Bible School and how you can study the Bible online. We have an exceptional online Bible course we'd like to offer. Like all our offerings, it is absolutely free and available through our friends at World Bible School. All you'll need to do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You'll be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. It's a great opportunity. And again, we offer a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, let's keep pursuing God's Word. And now, friends, convicted lives make holy homes. Now, let's build on this. A corrected life and a committed life results in a convicted life. It is a passion that is throughout our homes creating such a conviction, and it is compassionate. You see, now that we've corrected our lives, we've committed to the right direction, we want to grow in our conviction to strengthen and deepen our faith, to be rooted and grounded in love and in the truth, Colossians 2, 7 and 8. That as we plant and water, God gives the increase, 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7. In both sections of the Bible, both testaments, both covenants, God's people are noted as an holy nation. I find that interesting. Exodus nineteen six, And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. 
Over to 1 Peter 2, verse 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, folks, do you see the last part of that verse? Or as we hear the last part of that verse, this being radio, if you will, did you catch how... Peter has used corrected, committed, and convicted all together in that phrase. His own special people, there's a correction, there's a commitment. Now let's look at the conviction. That you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness, corrected again, into His marvelous light with a commitment. You see how beautiful that is? In Romans 6.22, But now being made free from sin, corrected, and became servants to God, committed, you have your fruit unto holiness, convicted, and the end everlasting life. Romans six twenty two. To God be the glory, dear friends, that you see a corrected life, a committed life, and a convicted life will help a home become holy. Now, it's very easy for you and I to say, well, if my wife would do this, or if my husband would just do this, or I wished my children who are, shall we say, hard-headed or rebellious would do this. Well, we can wish for others to do all we can, folks, and we can do that from here until the Lord returns. Let it start with you and I and you very well. Maybe the Esther who has come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Remember that phrase by Mordecai? You may be the one to make that difference in your home, and it starts with you. We'll wrap this up in just a moment, but first, I want to go back to our J-Web. You know, the home follows social media quite a bit. Grandparents love to keep up with grandchildren, boys and girls, share text and contact one another and follow different things. Well, let's talk about a good contribution to your home, and that is our social media. Here is our J-Web. Why not follow the International Gospel Hour on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply type International Gospel Hour into the search engine, and you can like and follow our pages to keep up with the latest news and efforts of our labors, of which you are a part as a listener and a supporter. We would love to have you as a follower on social media. And now, back to Jeff. So, dear friends, is your home holy or happy? Well, we trust that your home will be a holy home and happiness will not be far behind. Let's correct our lives, commit our lives, and let's be convicted in the defense and walking within Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. We'll continue our studies at another time. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.